0: Two burglaries in the Browns Hill area Article by Elizabeth Lee Gardaí are investigating two break-ins in the Browns Hill area of Carlow Town. The first occurred at a house in Browns Hill Avenue between Wednesday and Thursday, the 25th or 26th of November. The homeowner left at 7am and returned the next day to find the house ransacked. Gardaí are also investigating a separate incident that occurred on Browns Hill Road, Carlow. The burglary occurred on Tuesday the 1st of December at 7.30pm. Two men wearing black clothing, face masks and baseball caps were seen forcing the front door open. Cash and various pieces of jewellery were stolen. Gardi are appealing to anyone who may have seen a dark coloured estate type car in the area to contact Carlo Garda station. Gardi in Bagnallstown are investigating a burglary at a house in Court in the town. The break-in occurred shortly after 8pm on Wednesday evening, the 2nd of December. The front door was forced open and the house was ransacked, but nothing appears to have been taken. Gardaí are appealing to anyone who saw anything suspicious in the area to contact them. Armed Robbers Captured on CCTV in Tullow Article by Michael Tracy. The CCTV network in Tullow has been used to identify criminal gang members who staged an attempted armed robbery on a cash delivery van. The benefits of the Tullow scheme were extolled as it sought approval from Carlow Joint Policing Committee, the JPC, for an extension. Councillor William Patton said the criminal gang involved in the 2019 attempted raid were identified using CCTV footage, both local and elsewhere. Separately, thousands of euros stolen from a van in the town were recovered with the help of CCTV. It had also assisted in the tracking down of a tourist car that had struck the side of a parked vehicle on Abbey Street without stopping. They were contacted and the tourist rectified the situation, said Councillor Patton. The scheme has been in operation since 2018. There are currently 16 cameras on the major approach roads and the aim is to add 22 more. There were still camera black spots locally and it was hoped to future-proof the scheme, explained Councillor Patton. He added that the scheme was operated strictly on GDPR guidelines. The ultimate purpose of the CCTV was to deter criminals from committing crime in Tullow. We hope criminals realise that Tullo is not the place to be and they will bypass it for elsewhere, added Councillor Patton. Tullo will never be crime-free, but we hope it was free of serious crime. Members of the JPC approved the extension. Prominent Lachlan Bridgeman recalled in New Book, article by Michael Dawson. An accomplished man... A biography of Lachlan Bridge-born Robert Donovan goes on sale this week. Researched and compiled by John O'Donovan, the 154-page hardback shines a light on the career of a noteworthy Carlo man whose involvement in national affairs has hitherto been largely overlooked. John first came across the Robert Donovan name some years ago while researching the 1918 general election in Carlow and, given the similarity to his own surname, he was prompted to investigate further with a view to writing an article for Carvalho-Viana, the Journal of Carlo Historical and Archaeological Society. However, after some preliminary research, it soon became clear that Robert Donovan was a significant figure in late 19th century and early 20th century Dublin, and the volume of information unearthed could not be compressed into a single article. The project became a consuming interest for John, and over the past four years he has exhaustively researched the background and career of this distinguished Carloman. Weekly visits to the National Library in Dublin, as well as long hours in the libraries at Trinity College and UCD, revealed much information. In addition, several archives were consulted, and many individuals, among them descendants of Robert Donovan, were interviewed. The original plan to produce an article had evolved into a more ambitious undertaking, a biography in book form. One of the most enjoyable aspects of research is sourcing people and contacts who may have relevant information about my subject, said John. I met and spoke with so many interesting people and am still in contact with some of Robert's relatives, most notably his last surviving granddaughter who lives in Oxford. John says that their generosity in sharing Robert's personal papers and letters gave him a unique insight into the man. Robert Donovan was born and raised in Lachlan Bridge, where his parents had a small drapery shop on Bridge Street, now Main Street. Educated at Lachlan Bridge National School and at St Kieran's College Kilkenny, he was recognised as an exceptionally talented pupil. He later went on to study at University College in Dublin, where he came to note for his involvement in student politics and extracurricular activities. Having been conferred with a BA degree, Donovan moved into journalism, and within a few years he was editor of The Nation, a staunchly nationalist paper. He was also the founding editor of The Irish Catholic in 1888, but it was in The Freeman's Journal where he spent most of his journalistic career serving as leader-writer with Ireland's foremost nationalist newspaper for more than 30 years. Highly regarded as a journalist, he had a unique writing style, as well as an ability to produce an article on almost any subject at a moment's notice. Also, his editorials on the big political issues of the day, which appeared in the Freemans Journal, are believed to have had a considerable influence on the shaping of public opinion. A committed nationalist, Donovan was an ardent supporter of home rule, working closely with the leadership of the Irish Parliamentary Party, and on two occasions he was in the running to become MP for Carlow. At the by-election of 1908, he was offered the Irish Party nomination, but even though he was anxious to serve in the Westminster Parliament, for family reasons he was forced to decline. Robert Donovan was also selected as the nationalist candidate for Carlo at the 1918 general election, but, with Sinn Féin in the ascendant, he eventually withdrew from the contest. Education was the other big issue that concerned Robert Donovan for almost his entire lifetime, and as a journalist, he campaigned incessantly for reform in this area. He served as a Commissioner for National Education and he also played an important role in the establishment of the National University of Ireland. In 1910 Robert Donovan was appointed Professor of English Literature at University College Dublin and he also became a lifelong member of its governing body. In addition to his work as a journalist and an academic, Robert Donovan was, throughout his lifetime, publicly identified with several organisations that campaigned for a change in Irish society. A strong supporter of the literary revival movement, he was also one of the driving forces behind the demand for the introduction of the proportional representation system of voting in Ireland. During the 1920s, he was chairman of the Committee on Evil Literature, a body established by the Free State Government to determine if additional censorship was warranted. He was afterwards appointed a member of the Censorship of Publications Board. John O'Donovan, a native of Ballin and a former teacher at Tullow Community School, has for many years been keenly interested in local history and politics. Ned Doyle of Ballin, a political profile, was his first publication and he went on to write Members and Messengers, Carlo's 20th-century parliamentarians. A member of Chas, John has written a number of articles for Carlo Viana over the years, having previously been a regular contributor to the Ballon ratho Chronicle, sadly no longer in publication. An Accomplished Man, a biography of Robert Donovan, journalist, academic and political activist, is priced at €15 euro and is a limited edition. The book can be sourced directly from the author. Inquiries via email to odonovanjw at gmail.com Rathvilly Historian Unearths Hidden Gems from the 1800s Article by Suzanne Pender A snapshot into the social history of Rathvilly has been unearthed in the form of an old grocer's accounts book dating back to the 1800s and lots of photographs of times past in the village. Well-known local historian Tommy Doyle from Rathvilly has this week reached into his collection of historical items to highlight a grocery accounts book and a collection of old photographs of Rathvilly. The grocer's account book was discovered about 20 years ago while workmen were thatching the roof of a house just outside Rathvilly. The old book, believed to date from the 1800s, contains pages and pages of people's weekly purchases with everything from a pound of butter, which cost one shilling and nine pence, to three stone of coal for six shillings and a halfpenny. Tobacco was the princely sum of four and a half shillings, while milk was twopence. It seemed to be an old accounts book from a shop. It was discovered in the attic of a house while it was being thatched. That old house has been demolished since and a new house in its place, explains Tommy. Another fascinating item Tommy has is a rare photograph of the old chapel in Rathvilly. The photograph dates from the mid to late 1800s before this original chapel was demolished to make way for the new chapel, St. Patrick's Church, Rathvilly. Tommy explains that the Tobin family from Rathmore had the photograph of the old chapel, believed to be the only one in existence. The altar rails from the old chapel were brought to Talbotstown and Tenoch, and used there some time in the late to mid-1800s, as they were building St. Patrick's. The old chapel was beside the graveyard, but it has completely disappeared now, said Tommy. Tommy also has a number of old photographs of Rathvilly, including ones from the 1800s, as well as a very memorable photograph from 1961, when Rathvilly proudly won its first National Tidy Towns title,